This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ciao, Bob Inotto. This is set to episode 35 of Celtic Rumors TV with your host, Marquesco de Celtico and Pablo de Coco. This show is sponsored by Manscaped Grooming. Have your bits to silky smooth like the Italians for tomorrow's final against the English and avoid the hairy bush. With yours final back on the way uh, t- tomorrow, avoid an English bush in your midfield area and clean up your midsection like the Italians with Manscaped Pro sponsored of Celtic Grooming's podcast. Be a popular tomorrow and shave your bits for the best global leaders in below with grooming. Manscaped joined over 2 million worldwide who trusted Manscaped with the exclusive offer of 20% off free shipping worldwide with our code Celtic Grooms TV at manscaped.com. They have forever changed the grooming in the game performance to 3.0 head to toe. This is the ultimate formal formulations to round up your grooming routine, bring your boys back to life, and in the game for the four to ninety minutes. You probably heard of the lawnmower 3.0 Aqua, the best ball trimmer created, the best trimmer on the market for those who need a shave for their testes. The third generation trimmer, which features the cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accident, thanks to the advanced skinscape technology pioneered by Manscaped. There's even a LED light that you can see everything you're doing down there. Also included the weed racker, ears and nose trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9000 orientated motor powered 3 degrees water retrieval blade system. These nodes and hair trimmers provide productive skin care technology to help thread nicks, snags and ticks and tugs into those delicate holes. Look fellas, 79th pattern was pulled, admitted long hair nose is, is, a, is a way torn off. Why not use the best tools for the job here and don't and don't forget that liquid formulations to round off your grooming in the performance package. There's a crop cleaner body wash to keep those keep your hair and skin feel healthy and fresh. You'll also find mascara's crop preserver, ball deodorant, anti chafting ball deodorant mother. You'll also find cock reviver, ball toner, a testes toner that's designed to give you an extra boost that needs the job done to look your best on the pitch. Look as well, Clumers all time great, David Beckham. Get 20% off free shipping with our code, said Clumers TV at manscaped.com. Your boss will thank you for us. Your wife will thank you for us. The Italians will thank you for us. Manscaped Pro sponsors Celtic Clumers TV with the big boys hangouts. On today's show, we take a look at the latest gospel rumours around Celtic. We look about. We we'll, we'll talk about the two pre-season friendlies against Sheffield Wednesday and Charlton. 
what we have learned from Big Ants so far. John Kenny and Gavin Strachan will be part of Big Ants' backroom team. How do you feel about that? Why is it so slow in the transfer market with Celtic at the moment? And any other business from the live chat from you guys will be discussed. Firstly, Mark, for a few shout-outs. Thanks, Paul. Um, just the link the man- to the Manscaped Street, that's in the description below. <coughs> uh, as is a link to Mikey's charity match, that's getting played next Sunday. And we'd really thank, get as much in for that as we have can. So please give it you can and spread that about your social media accounts. <coughs> Try and get a wee bit extra money in for Mikey. Uh, Apart from that, just the usual shout-outs to Tim Alloy, Malika, uh, Richie, ROH and Young Ben. We're now at 442 subs. Brilliant. We never, me and Paul never thought we'd even be up at these kind of numbers. But if you, if you haven't described, please do that and remember to smash the like button. Forza Italia, Paul. Mm-hmm. I suppose, firstly, back, uh, before we move on, say, uh, a shout-out to JFP and his, his grandson, I think he's born. Did have a chance I wasn't really that impressed with him. Was it not Cole Turi that brought, uh, 
but I was mm-hmm. impressed with a Yeti during that as well. He looked, he looked a totally different player, Paul, from what we've seen, we've seen from him last year. Mm-hmm. He's one of the players that is bought into Angie's kind of philosophy and what you're thinking. He's kind of, maybe he's the type of, right, we've heard the stories about his attitude and things like that. Maybe he's the type of guy he's really, you put an arm around him, kind of. And that's the kind of manager that Angie's making this. I mean, you know, for me, Neil Lennon only had one type of management. A good manager, like Alex Ferguson and people like that, Jockstein, they knew what players needed balled out and what players kind of needed an arm around them, a different kind of mm. uh, encouragement and things like that. So maybe a Yeti's just bought right into Angie's. Maybe as said Tartu, like giving the captaincy in the first match, Mark, as well, was like a reward for him putting in the, the effort as well. Like, you know? To be that a Yeti really is really impressed, Angie, in the training sessions and that. And that's mm-hmm. when he got the captain's armband. And mm-hmm. I, I said to you at the time, and then, but I didn't think he was, if there was any way yet he was going to be Celtic captain going forward in the season. But it still gives a, a wee reward for doing well in pre-season. Barkas mm-hmm. uh, actually impressed me today, Mark. Uh, coming out of his box, controlling the ball, he's like, like a, a lawyer type keeper. You know, really impressed with Barkas today, Mark, where he controlled the ball and his distribution of the ball, he's passing the ball. You know, he he looked comfortable. He was always kind of comfortable, Mark, then as well with his feet. So he was that type of keeper, you know, he was always... Did anybody really... Not really, not really. See, that's the problem, you know, he was... But the thing about what you're saying, the way he's played, is, it obviously shows you that he's playing with a bit more confidence. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was listening then to people on Twitter, like, saying, like, like what's Barker's doing coming up so high, but maybe that's what Ange wants him to do, Mark, because Ange plays a high line, and Barkas will be like a sweeper-keeper kind of a thing, like, you know, maybe Ange will play that way, and he maybe Barkas was taught to come out of his box and control the area that way, but Mark, he never left his line last season. Oh, well, you know? well, I'd like to think, and if he's doing that, it would be on Ange's say so, or he wouldn't be doing it, you know, I mean, because that's kind of a big decision for any manager to take to tell his keeper to leave his line as much yeah. as that kind of thing, sir. Uh, Ange wants him to do, and if he's looking comfortable at doing it, then who? We've said it before, Paul. I think if I keep a good keeper in, eh, Barkas, uh, maybe we have big Ange coming in, something that Barkas is uh, a wee bit more comfortable and a wee bit more self-confidence and things like that. As I said, I think that was his main problem, is self-confidence. He's, he never... It's just never mm-hmm. comfortable being Celtic goalkeeper. For one good save in the 87th minute that Bain made, Mark, he still worries me. Uh, Bain, he didn't look as comfortable on the ball than what Barkas did. Or he's got worse, Paul, for me. He's, got, he's gone back. He's gone backwards, Mark. He really has. He, you know, I, I'd be confident. Confident and... There's maybe no other choice in having Barkas as number one, Mark, but I won't be confident having them two, two or two keepers going into next season, Mark, again. You know, I, I don't think it's, it's, it's a position that we could lift the two of them being our keepers again. Well, the way you've described Barkas playing the day, there's no way Bain could play like that. Mm-hmm. No. That's what Ange's looking for in his goalkeepers. Bain's not going to be Celtic much longer, I wouldn't think, Paul. Because Bain was trying to play... Like, 
passing the ball. I was well, but then sometimes then Mark Bain would go long and the ball would just go out. But Anne doesn't want to play that way. He wants to keep. You could see in the first half more so than the second half because the second half there was kind of the game was more or less won. Mark and he was just rolling and subs, rolling subs on, subs off. But in the first half you could see the kind of game that Ange wants to play, the fast attacking game, pressed from the top, and the, the, the play out from the back. I, I, I can't see Bain being that type of keeper that's able to, 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 pass, to pass out from the back, Mark. No, you know? no chance. That's never going to happen. He's too old, too old and too still learning that now. Just like hope like Young Hazard's working on that same game going forward. Exactly. Um, and uh, new signings. Uh, very impressed again with uh, Liam Shaw. I thought done really uh, well the other day as well. Tackling Mark, getting in tackles. Uh, he he was getting balls into the box. Uh, he he could be a good sign for Celtic Park. Considering what we only paid for, like was it six hundred pounds, five hundred, five hundred thousand pounds, something like that? Mark was that conversation? Was it about two hundred and fifty, three hundred? You know, that cross border real, real thing they use. But that's really impressive today, Mark. Yeah, that's what we need to exploit in the in the transfer market. I mean, there's no way that there's no way Liam Shaw looks like a two hundred, three hundred thousand. No, do you know what I mean? Well, if he was under contract. I don't know if we'd be talking about four or five million at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're doing it at talk English prices, you know what I'm talking about, that kind of way. But he's really, he'll be in the first team squad next year without a doubt. It just on the yeah. games I've seen from him, he'll be sniffing about the first team no, with no problem next year. Really impressed me. Um, our new signing, uh, Ozaza, I'm not going to say second, uh, he played on the right, right back mark in the second half. Uh, he seems comfortable receiving the ball. Uh, he tackled well. He's not afraid to get down the wing. Uh, he looks solid, Mark. I know it's only pre-season, but you can you get a sense to a player, Mark, in pre-season that you haven't kind of seen before. You know, you get a sense to where he. But he looks a strong, and I I I, I would be comfortable with him maybe at right back more so than Rahsin for the Midland game. You know. Uh, oh, you're saying Ralston played well today, but. I wouldn't be too mm-hmm. to get into the Michelin game if we have it right. But that's what I'd say, yeah. I, I, I fancy this fellow, Mark. He looks solid. Uh, he wasn't afraid to put in a tackle marker either. Like he, he, people come down, he was sliding in. He was. Oh, he said that when he came in, didn't he? That he likes a, mm. he likes a tackle. Um, who else? Uh, the young lad said, uh, the re lad. Off late, is it? Office? Off it came, is it? The, the, the foxy lad? Who? Yeah. The, the young What's his name? Yeah. Waffle Alex. Can you know even pronounce that, man? <laughs> what else has to be the same? I'm really impressed with this lad, like this little ginger fella, like, you know? He, I, I haven't seen a player mark this fast in a long, long time for Celtic. Like, this fella has speed, like, doesn't he? You know? Who are you talking about, Paul? The wee ginger lad. What's his name? Morpheus, yes. Aye. He looks good, though, don't he? I even he played well the other day as well when he was on, but he only got about sixty minutes now today. He only kind of came, but what I saw, I didn't see him on Wednesday, but what I saw him today, like he looks a a, a, a cracking young player, doesn't he? He really does. Even after the game, the midweek game, there there was people on Twitter and that comparing him to Jimmy Johnson and that, but I think that's a bit premature. But 
I'll say one thing, Paul, oh, Paul, I see I'm going to be you were talking about the days game, but the game the other day, it does show you that a lot of our young players that we maybe hadn't really heard about much, eh? they're up to the standards that we've been talking about, Paul, that should be pushing. Yeah, that's the problem, Mark. There's, no, there's never been a problem with producing the players. It's just the manager that we had in place. Either was a Brendan Rodgers or Neil Lennon. They just didn't give him a chance. It was more so Neil Lennon that kind of blocked him out. That I think the young players Ooh. saw, Mark, that Neil Lennon was a the manager. They weren't going to get that first thing with Neil, Neil Lennon was there. And For me, Rodgers is more a kind of checkbook manager. Rodgers is mm-hmm. going to look at the transfer market rather than look at youth teams. It's just and he's the same with Leicester. He's the same with Leicester as well, Max. Yeah, you know, he's doing the exact same thing. But just uh, we've thought there's no, all these young players were leaving for your Bayern Munich and things like that, and we thought we we're going to be gutted in the, the youth department. But we have seen with the young like Montgomery and Moffat, another couple of youngsters. I think Montgomery had another solid game again today, Mark. He first he played kind of a in in the first half. It was kind of a left wing back role. It does show you that it's maybe not as dark as. As we thought it was, when it well, to the youngsters kind of. That's just the, that's just the problem, Mark. Is is what we're we're saying all along, Mark. Is that they're getting to the fringes of the first team, but it's that next step that used to be so. The, the reason maybe was Neil Lennon that they weren't getting into the first team, like you know. We've got to remember as well, but we're sitting talking about what young players could make into the first team squad. We've still got this Colts team hanging over us as well. Mm-hmm. We've got to put that together. I think mm-hmm. there'll be a lot of them will end up going out into that Colts team. They like to see young Moffat. I think he'll end up with Colts team. Even Montgomery, I think he'll end up with Colts team as well. Mm-hmm. I think, like, going by what I saw, Mark, that uh, the, the youth system is in safe hands. There's no problem with the youth system because we are producing the players. You know, that's, that, that's not an issue. But... Any young player that, that which I saw from today, Mark, did themselves no harm to be in and around the squad, first team squad next season. I'm not saying that they're, they're going to be playing every week. Maybe they could be playing the course teams, but they could be called up to training sessions within the first team to, to get that long experience. But, Mark, they did themselves no harm. And the, 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 the two games, Mark, the, compared to what squad we have, the young players did very, very well, like for Celtic, like, you know, they did, like, you know. But that's what should be happening, Paul. Mm-hmm. That's what should have been happening for years, these young players trying to impress the manager, just trying to catch his eye. That's, I mean, that's what it really takes. It can't just sometimes be down to a, a wee bit of luck. Look at Stephen, uh, Stephen Welsh. It was luck on his part that like, Julian got injured. Wasn't very lucky for Julian, but mm-hmm. before Paul, there's no way Welsh should have been in that first. No, Julian hadn't he been injured. No, Welsh done himself. No, I mean I thought I would have gave him Player of the Year. I said that, or or mm-hmm. for the reason I, I wouldn't play any of the blame at a young boy like that that just came into the team for the mess that we made everything last year. So I would mm-hmm. Welsh is Player of the Year, but he would never have got near the team. And these young guys will know now that they've got a chance, and whether they have to get to the Colts, as you say, they'll maybe be invited up training with the first team and things like that. But if they have to go to the Colts, they'll still know that they're in the manager's plans, and this is mm-hmm. his plan for them. You get into these Colts for a year and come back with a year's experience doing that, getting kicked up and doing as we spoke about, that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And come back next year and you'll be a lot stronger, a lot more ready for the first team. 
And that's, mm-hmm. that's planning, Paul, do you know what I mean? That's what we should have been doing for years with these young players. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, going by what I saw today, Mark, I could see glimpses of the way Ant wants to play, you know, uh, fast football, no one is spending too much time on the ball, Mark, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's fast passing, yeah. uh, they're quick in the ball, there's more, there's, there's more speed in the team, there's more, there seems to be more energy, Mark, than what we had last season, you know, like, face players, a prime example of that, Mark, is, is a Yeti, uh, different player altogether for me, uh, I was happy when I saw it. Look, I know it's only pre-season, Mark, but you know the togetherness of the team when when they came off at half time. Andrew's out at half time because they were switching teams. He was out giving fist bumps to every single player that came off. Fist bumps again to every single player that came off. You know the team seemed together. And Bar Christie, Mark, today I, I had no complaints about the way they played. You know that he was my only thing that pissed me off today was was Christie. You know. Rest of them. Look, look at team, Paul. Made. Yeah, that's it, Mark. Yeah, they, they looked like last year. It was just it seemed too many individuals on the part. Too many. Yeah, you know, you 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 could see that. I, I watched uh, Young Dembele's uh, interview after this, and uh, they were talking to him. He said that most important thing to him was was, was that he was playing. He said that. He was promised last year he'd be playing, but he wasn't playing. And last year was so frustrating for him as a young player that he wasn't playing. And for for the manager to tell him he was starting was a big boost, he said, from, from the start. Uh, he said the manager told him what he wanted him to do and where he wanted to do it. So I every player today, Mark, knew, Barry or Sub coming on, Mark, they knew what every player knew what knew what they were what were supposed to do on the pitch. Do you uh, know what I mean? They're exact, they're exact. Yeah. They, they knew they knew their job straight away. And that's maybe Mark when he was saying like even if we get one percent going out to the pitch, that's a one percent boost for the, the team against the opponents. And that one percent boost Mark compared to last season is that every player knew what position they they did and what their role was within the team. And like you could see that clearly today Mark where uh we at, at the start, um, Radisson was kind of running up the line. Then Belek stayed back in the second half. Maybe it was Ozaza moving up. Henderson filled into that back line. Then Mark, thought, you know what I mean? Oh, Henderson played. Henderson, yeah, and, and yeah. same again today. Same again today, Mark. He was pushing up from the top, trying to push down the keeper with the ball. One instance, he pushed the keeper up to the thing, and the keeper had to end up putting the ball out over the sideline. Because Henderson was pushed up on the ball, you you could see a difference in the in the team act. There's a different energy and, and and buzz around the squad compared to 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 last season, you know. I I mean you've said it yourself, Paul. We know it's still pre-season. There's no, but it's it's. I mean the signs are there. Mm-hmm. As I say, I'm only going with you today. But would you say that the way Celtic played today was better than? You saw. Oh, without doubt. I, I, I felt like that. Without I felt that the other day. Paul, it was yeah. night and day. Just even the, the crisps of the the passing mark. Like it was, it, it was, it was fine detail. Like one, two touches, bang, the ball is gone. Do you know what I mean? There's no 
holding on to the ball like Christie, like oh, like last season, one touch, tried to take a shot. There was none of that. And there was none of that. Doesn't even Scott Brown would have, Scott Brown would have been able to play on the ranch. I don't think I don't think he be, he would would be able to to fit into the way the the, the way the way Andrew Andrew plays. I I I would think so. Like and I like we even had our doubts at the start. Like whether yes he fitting into that closing down mark and the thing, but man does he look like a different player. And I, and I mean it, Mark. Like I I'm so impressed with the yes he like. You know, he looks he looks a different player even as a player. Do you know what, Mark? Though, like a different person, the amount of weight he's kind of yeah. He looks so like he's a finisher, Mark. Do you know what I mean? He is a born finisher, and it just shows, Mark, that we had a manager one who training methods were out of date, and that our first team squad totally one fit last season, Mark. Maybe the players came over with it because of the. the Levels on the knee, leather mark, and that's why they came over with other ways. You know, they're only going by the training mark, what the manager gives them. That's it. I've said that before. Yeah. Players have got to take some responsibility for it themselves. But it's still all these rules that come from the sports science department or the physio department, they all need to be enforced with the management team. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. the sports science guy to make sure a yet he's making his bleep tests or whatever it is they call them these days it's not, they tell the manager and then it's the manager that's up to it's up to him to enforce that the players are doing what they're told to be the, the peak condition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the only thing Mark that, that kind of really kind of concerns me is that it's a very young team alright and the Scottish League Mark is a tough it's a tough league Mark it's with strength and You'll get the old elbow marker. We've seen Julian with the fella, uh, what's the fella that lives to mark that he that constantly. Yeah. Shank, no, Shank, no, no, Shankland. Dykes. Dykes, Lyndon Dykes. Yeah. Julian doesn't like the physical side of school. That, that's what I'm saying. So I think, Mark, we we, we, we lack a bit of a physique in the team. A, a bit of, uh, that, like that. Well, we could do one or two players, Mark, with a bit of strength. You know, the, uh, especially the back, as you say. Yeah, yeah you know, because our backline, Mark, the average age of our backline today, Mark, what that played was between 18 and 21. And I would fear, Mark, that but, such a young backline playing in the Scottish League, Mark, you, you, that they, they, they'd be too weak at the moment, Mark. You uh, know what I mean? Like, no, we all want to yeah, want use the play, Mark, but you'd still need experience with the youth as well, Mark, to help them along. Oh, you don't you know? say that a million times. You don't just throw them in at the deep end. Mm-hmm. Say it as well. I think that's maybe what's kind of one of the things with Dembele last season. It's easy enough to put a... You see him? To, no, yeah. It's easy enough to put a young player into a winning team. Mm-hmm. Well, it's harder to fit, get them into a team that's struggling. And mm-hmm. without them... Just trying to protect him for the flak as well. I've not seen that's how new Lenny. He's after his grinds today, Mark. Them bellies grinds. You know, look, his grinds, them bellies and his calves, they were huge. You know, really bumped himself up by the young them did. You know, so I, I hope, Mark, we, we, we get to see him a lot this, this year, considering he stuck the way Andrew would play, Mark, and I saw today, like, he, like, he looked like a player, Mark, who was enjoying his football, and he said that in his interview, 
I was enjoying my football in, in the past two days more than I did in the last two years at Celtic, he said. Did he say, I'd never seen his interview that week? No, Mark, that's, that's then a lot about a young player, Mark. Do you know what I mean? Well, Big Ange just turned his head then and he'll... Because he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's out of contract next summer, Paul. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it'll either be we get him a new contract this year or sell him this year or we wait till next year and he leaves for free and we'll only get, yeah. we'll only get like that probably £200,000 cross-border thing if he goes to England. Mm-hmm. Goes abroad, we'll get, we would get nothing from him. I was, I was expecting... Money, but no much. Yeah, you know, but he, he, he does look like... I, I, I was happy, Marco, in fairness now, like, well, because I, I missed Wednesday's game and I was only going by what you tell... And of course, I watched a few highlights, but going by the two matches, Mark, you can see the, the way Ange wants to set up and the way he wants us to play, and we we do look a faster team, Mark, than we did last season, 100%, don't we? Oh, definitely, Paul. A million percent will just... It's, but it just shows you the difference that a good coach can make, Paul, in a short space of time. Exactly, because we were worried about that. We were worried about that, Mark. I, I mean, I'm not making excuses for how long it took, as if I see what he's done after only a couple of weeks. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying it, it, does, it shows you the difference that having a good coach makes. I mean, don't get me wrong, Mark, it's not the finish, it's not the finishing article yet, like, we're, we're, we're gradually seeing it, like, you know what I mean? It's only been there two weeks, we've seen mm-hmm. two pre-season games, and we can, t- we, we can tell the new, we can see how it's changed in the space of a couple of weeks already. Yeah, amazing, Mark. So it really does, it shows you the difference it makes if you've got a good coach in there that knows what he's doing and the players are buying into it. And that just mm-hmm. happened. Never happened under Lennon. Go by the what we've seen, Mark. Now he's only in the door t- ten days, uh, as you know, Mark. And I've seen it on Twitter. We've seen it on the forum. He's already has his critics. You know, there's people already uh, already on his back saying, uh, "Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Why is Kendy? We we'll move on. To, we're not talking about Kendy to later on, no, Mark, right? Mm-hmm. But why they're still there? You know, like, he told you that he said in his interview, Mark, I'll access the club. I'll make changes when needed and if needed. Do you know? And, and I know there's always going to be critics, Mark, and there's always going to think, but like your man's only in the door. I know. Do you know what I mean? Less than I think it's eleven days. 11 days, Mark, only 11 to 10 days, I think he's only in the door. And if they can't see a difference in the team, Mark, than last season, they need to question, like, do they, is it just a total attitude that they have towards the club? And no matter what positives that the club, Mark, does, they're going to be negative. Some people just always look for the negative in things. That's just, and that's just their nature. Mm-hmm. It really is. There's people, no matter what happens, all they've got is a a negative spin on it. How, I've said it before, football fans want everything yesterday. They want it done yesterday or even the day before that. But you've got to give them time to get these things up and running and change things. You can't just flick a switch and change things overnight. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time. And see the stuff, see honestly, the stuff that's going behind the scenes and all that. Just, I would rather the people just let, give it a buy for a wee while. And concentrate on the actual what's happening on the park. Exactly, Mark. This is the first time in a long time that uh, we've saw Celtic on the telly, and to come away happy of what you saw, 
that has been a long time coming for for me anyway, Mark, because considering what we saw last season. There was people, you know, there was people moaning the other day because the amount of youth players in the team. That shows <laughs> you the board's no willing to spend money. Look at the amount of young players that are out in that team. And the same, the same players, Mark, more why our young players are leaving. We've only been back in pre-season, we've only been back in pre-season training a week or something like that. Every club in the world's scraping the squad together, the players are away in Euros and things like that, sir. Then people moan about young players not getting a chance, and then when they do, they blame the board for not spending money. It's just, mm-hmm. I see, it's just fans, it's just, they can be so fickle at times. I wish we could just take a step back for you know, the, the coaching side and all the who's working in the sports side thing and just concentrate on the actual team that's playing on the park just for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. What has impressed you so far, Mark, that the, of, I know it's all he days like, but what have you got from him, of what you saw from him since, since he's been here? Well, I, I definitely think he's going to be his own man. Mm-hmm. I think he's got. I think already. He's, he'll know in himself what players are going to be here and what players aren't going to be. But, but no, King Dang Paul. Eh, it's just. I think he was the type. Of, oh, there I'm starting to stammer now. Because like when he said in his interview, he would he would assess things, look at the coaching and that. And we said at the time, if he looks at Kennedy and that and decides to take them, well, who are we to argue? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, for him, for Kennedy Stank to be staying, I'm taking Angie's word. Either that or he's come in and tell Celtic fans a wife for day one, and I don't think he's that type of person. Mm-hmm. I think Kennedy Stank will be there. Oh, well, I'll not talk about that, but I'm talking about Angie. I think, I think knowing now it's going to be his own man, you could see that if the players, he's a likeable guy, see for the mic top training session. Mm-hmm. Tell them we don't stop, we stop at half time and we stop full time once we've won it before. You could tell that it was, I thought it was just, it was, it was worth, I mean the players are putting all about and he's still in their ear, drilling that into them, not just standing there with his, his arms folded and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. A training ground man, a training ground manager. Yeah, he seems to be involved in the training, Mark, that he wants to be there, like he wants to be on the training ground, still kind of putting, like, like the thing that press remark is that, I was expecting kind of some changes today. I think, but like, but I want I I wasn't expecting how we played changed so fast compared to last season. Do you know what I mean? You know how how it was a different passing game that like I know we kind of played a bit of pass game on then, but it was always side to side. This was forward passing. But it's, it's, I mean, it's no rocket science, Paul. Mm-hmm. All I had to say, really, like say to them is look, two touch, two touch football. Control it and then pass it. Mm-hmm. I saw it and but he seems to be a positive guy as well, Mark. Being that, yeah. To just throw that into the players. Where is under learning? I mean, we spoke about it. Scott Brown would stroll about the park when nobody near him and then pass it sideways. Yeah, there was none of that, Mark. Yeah. And the mindset: control the ball and pass it. Or if you don't even just keep it moving, keep the ball moving as quickly as possible. If opposition running ragged. I think uh, if if Christie would have made that pass that he made. Now, Mark, this pass, no. I'm trying to look at Well, typically Christie, all right? Tried to play a simple pass, Mark, and just blown it over the line, all right? And the camera immediately went to Ange. At least it didn't go over a bar. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I say he was probably aiming for a band in the next pitch, right? He was probably 
But Ange put his hands, his head into his hands, and you could see just shaking his head and his hands. I say if Christy or any player did that in a match, that they would get a bark in me either after the match or half time, that he wouldn't forget that pass that day. I think he's that type of manager, Mark, that he'd rectify your mistake and he'd tell you your mistake. I think he's act as. So I think we're getting back to the kind of things like Martin O'Neill. The level, no, but the levels on even under Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. They'll get into every intricate detail of the game and what you could have done better. What, do you get what I mean? That was the way. Mm-hmm. He, that's that's the way top coaches work, Paul. Players mm-hmm. saying, I "Don't I mean, take it." They will be the same thing even during pre-season friendlies. But even people get sent like the data covering. Telling them what they what they done right and wrong in the game, so they can go, see them sitting in their house. Their house is the sitting the house. Yeah, no, he did. So Harry mentioned it on the house, even when he was playing. They were told exactly what they were doing on the pitch, who they were marking. This is what you do when the ball when the ball's here. You need to move here, and that's what good managers and coaches do. And, and he's even marked a positive Indeed, He's even. He's even being like, like his positivity mark is rubbing off the club already. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I can't see how there's critics there when Which you can see the, po- <laughs> you know, well, not, not Christie anyway, it's not rubbing off him anyway, but, uh, Edward still looked a bit kind of marky to me, kind of didn't want to be there as well. Don't I don't think Edward will be here. I've said you know? long, and again, I wouldn't even... See if he's going to sign a contract, it would be a four or five year contract I'd be putting in front of him. Mm-hmm. Basically, if he's only going to sign a year's contract, we're back where we are the new next year, and the only reason he's signing a year's contract the new is maybe because many of the bigger teams that he hoped were coming in from are coming in for him. Exactly, but that's no fault he's on then, Mark, the way he turned up last season. His fault, and as I said before, Celtic will tell these players the agents how much money they want for the player and then it's up to the agent to find the deal that suits. And it's up to Edward and his agent and Christie, I don't know if he's Daddy's agent or if he's got an agent, but if the players don't want to be here, it's up to their agents to get them out the door. People say it's up to Celtic, it's not because Celtic's brought, Celtic have tell these players and their agents this is what we want, now you come back to us with the offers of money. Mm-hmm. It's no, it's changed days for you. Do you know what I mean? Celtic aren't the phone up clubs and saying, do you want to buy Ryan Christie? No, exactly. I mean, it's, well, no like that anymore. It's, all, it's agents that do all that kind of work. So if they're not getting the move, it's there. I could see clearly, Mark, that he didn't want to be there today, Christie. You know, I took it. I know you've got to kind of, you can't just take, no, take him on the mm-hmm. and that's kind of probably a breach of contract, but. I wouldn't even have gave them game time in a pre-season friendly. No. Edward, see if they don't want to be here. Just, they will do what we need today to keep his fit in training. But I'm planning for next season and you're only going to be here, sir. He's taking your place today. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so now we, we take, like, the critics now, Mark, should, should wait. Like, like the season hasn't even started yet. Like, you know what I mean? He hasn't played his first competitive game yet. That's against Meachland in uh, Tuesday week uh, on the 20th. Uh, we watched that closely, but with 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 the Rangers match being so early in the Glasgow the Glasgow derby, right? And if he doesn't get a positive result there, uh, is it still too high to criticise him, Mark? Or 
should we be at least like trying to win that game like the, that we need to win that game considering last season Mark that so early in the league that we need to set down a marker oh well we need we need to win every game mm-hmm. no I mean you're going to get into, into that kind of mindset but yeah but obviously if we can beat the Rangers it's going to be the usual kind of barrage and you are learning out my guy. I think that's going to be his attitude, Mac. Anyway, that he's he's going to be wanting like, like we're not going to see last season having the likes of St. Mary and, and Ross County come to Celtic Park next to beating us two trainers. Oh, take a real see for what I've seen the other day and what you've been seeing the day. Mm-hmm. I'll take a really really good football side to beat us next year. Mm-hmm. With the yeah. hope, with the way we're playing, so if we can get the right personnel in, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't start. Judging hands, like if you just if you lost the first derby game, I wouldn't take it that far. Other players have come in and lost their first derby game. Just it's only at the end of the day, it's only one game pull at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. But he'll know he'll know exactly how Rangers. I mean, we spoke about it. How Rangers set up? They play the same every game, and they're mm-hmm. well organised. They do their job well, and you'll know that. It's up to him to come up with a plan to counteract that. And I think he, I think he will. Maybe not. Maybe not in the first game. Maybe not. But see, after a couple, of, after he's played against Rangers and sees what he's up against, I think he'll be able to suss it up. Yeah, but you know what? The, what the best thing is, Mark, that like he's going to be able. To, he's he, he's going to be able to sign players that can play in his system. I mean, so we're not going to be selling players, Mark, just for the sake of it, and they're not going to be able to play these system. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so that, in a way, it's a good thing, though. It is that. So like, it's going to be like it's going to be quickly for for new players to gel as well, Mark, because he, they are they already probably know, or he is previous links to him, or he they know Vange or things like. But I uh, just knowing, just even knowing that a player can do the job that Ange wants, kind of exactly. Thing. Because a player, he'll just say to the player, look, this is the job I want you to do on the park for us. See, like, when it comes to trying to get me signing things like that, this is the job you'll be doing on the park. Mm-hmm. This you'll be anchoring the midfield, you'll be doing whatever. And that's that's just that. It. It's, it's like that thing we were here, Mark, this Celtic uh, looking in January at, uh, at James McCarthy, and Ange was supposing Ange told him, no, he wants... Moy and we're still waiting to see if there's any developments there. But I think that's the thing. Like I think that he 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 tells Celtic Mark the the transfer list that they have that he was saying like this player wouldn't fit into my thing here. I watched clips in my saw reports. He's not the type of player I'm looking for. Could we maybe go with this player? You know. So I, I think it's going to be a whole different approach to where Celtic actually scope scope players. Oh. For now, and we're no harm on about it again, the director of football kind of role. Mm-hmm. Until there is somebody filling that kind of role, it's obviously. Yeah. And just kind of doing the football. And, and it's a big ask for right. too, because the way. What's that guy's name again? Jay. Jay Lafarve. Lafarve. Uh, You're asking me. <laughs> but he'll be, pro- he'll be in on it somewhere, but while we're. Without a director of football, whatever kind of title you want to give them, Ange will have a, a lot of input in the transfers, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of confusion there, Mark, about this 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 new role. You just might explain it to the lads, like the lads were saying, 
some lads were saying, why is it taking so long to, to set up this new sporting operations role in the club? But, but Mark, this is a role that was never at the club in the first place. No, that was... We never employed anybody to do that job. But I think maybe some of them are meaning, why did we not take our fruit four or five years ago? Mm-hmm. Do you know, I don't mm. that was maybe a bit of a closed wire, but if it was a new position at the club, and there's a time done, the guy was only in the door a week, and he's already... Suggested that this isn't there. Well, we'll see, you know what I mean? whoever it is, whether it's Mackay, Arrange, or whatever, has identified this as... Well, Mackay mentioned, like, the Brentford model and that, and he's interviewed, didn't he? So Mackay yeah. or whoever's identified that Celtic don't have somebody doing that job, so they've been out to do it. So that's good to be a positive. Exactly. Uh, moving on, and I can see Pedro is going to be upset about this next topic. Uh, I've been saying it for as long as I have now on this podcast that John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan will be staying at Celtic. So the question here is, how does Celtic, Celtic Football Club stop the negativity around John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan? Many Celtic fans wanted Celtic, uh, Celtic to push John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan out the door especially after Kennedy's mediocre spell last season as interim manager. Ange has... Ange, Ange said in the previous thing that he'd make these fine decisions himself. He will judge every aspect of the clubs himself before he makes any decision. Clearly, Mark, he, he'd been absorbing John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan. He... They were able to adapt to what Ange wants to do. So clearly, Mark, like as you said, the staff to show there, Mark, we're in no position to question his decision. Ange has seen something, Mark, that, that, that we're not seeing. Do you know what I mean? But has he actually, actually said what the position is going to be? No. He'd have to take their state on. He's actually. Gavin Stratton, I'm listening, I don't know that much about it. But Gavin Strachan was meant to be good at his job, this data analysis. I don't know whether he could even transfer over to his new job, Paul. I mean, exactly. You're only, you're only That's asking. what it is, Mark. It's analyzing data, but in, yes, yes. Aye. You know? I don't know if that could even transfer, but uh, if Strachan is good at what, he's, what he does, then Angela have seen that. So he'll be kept on to do that job. Kennedy's maybe not been kept on to be assistant. You don't see, Mark. The thing I I got from there was a there was a there was a thing that came out, and and he and he said it and he said himself. He said, just because coaches are coming in, doesn't mean coaches will leave. I bring in coaches to make the coaching staff better and make them have have more coaches around me that are able to adapt to my football. I mean, but a broken record saying it, Paul. But I mean, Kennedy. Just let yourself down when you get a chance to as a ma- the manager. He really um, did. But it's going back to Mark. Maybe he's maybe he, he like we, we we said it before, Mark. That maybe Kennedy isn't a good manager. Do you know what I mean? Maybe he keeps he's a, a good coach. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, there's you know? plenty of people being like that over the years. Liam Brady's a one mm-hmm. that mutually in mind with me, but I mean, we've all seen. I mean, for years we've known that Kennedy's made to be a good coach. Everybody that works with him says he's a good coach. All the managers that have worked with him says he's a good coach. 
don't know why. Shamaki and Brady was one of the best youth spotters in the world at his time, show, wasn't he? They ran that Arsenal Academy for donkey's years, didn't he? Yeah, and look at him now when, when he's gone, the, the youth system is just nearly next to none, Mark. And, and, and they certainly don't have be, have money to, to, to buy players. They were, Arsenal always depended on the young players coming through, Mark, didn't they? Arsenal uh, always had good young players coming through, they did. You know, but that's, maybe that's why Kenji stayed on, Mark, that Ange actually saw that Kenji's a good... And, you know, Mark, considering his lack of knowledge, I'm not going to say lack of knowledge, that he's never managed in Europe and net to Scottish football is different to the way we say they might play in Australia or, or the J-League, it might be much faster. I mean, it's good to have Kendi around the dress room after telling about teams and what way they go, you know? Well, we spoke about that before, Paul. That's good for a lot of managers. They, they have a coach that's, that knows the domestic set-up. Don't be nobody knows it much better than John Kennedy for the last nine years he's been. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Seen a sentiment on his life, Mark. Aye, I mean, it was like John Collins coming in to help Ronnie Dyler. Mm-hmm. It is good to have somebody on your coaching staff that knows the ins and outs of whatever league you're working in. But I still want to, I, don't, I don't think Kendi will be his number two. I don't. I still think he's still going to bring in, Mark. He's, he, 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 will, he will bring in his own coaches as, as well, I think. I still I still think he'll bring in at least another one or maybe two, but he definitely begins one, Mark, that he can... Because we saw it last season, Mark, there was clearly something between John Kendi and Len, clearly something there. Uh, and if that same thing happens again next season, that there's a follow between uh, Ange and maybe Kendi and Strachan, like, it's not good. You need someone, Mark, that you can lean off as well within your backroom staff, don't you? Uh, you'd, well, you'd like to... I've said that as well. You'd, they like to think the manager would be allowed to pick at least his number two. Somebody that he knows, somebody that he trusts, somebody that he's got a kind of relationship with some sort. That's why I'm no, I'm no keen on just feasting like the likes of Kennedy and that on to people. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we're saying it, he's a, he has a decent coach, supposedly. So, maybe Andrew's just seen that, that in him. He, he, he can help me. He's not going to be my number two. But he, he's... But the question is, Mark, and it, it came out uh, on previous uh, news outlets in, in Australia. It, it, some people have come out and said it's not true. It's a podcast that came out on it, yes, oh, saying that he wasn't he wasn't left being in his backroom yeah. staff. Do you think maybe that was the decision put on Andrew? Or oh, I don't I know. Just because it's on a podcast in Australia, South Sea new. Angel. Was it? Was it? It wasn't. It, it, it wasn't all lads, was it? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> not coming on. You're not coming on no more. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, I don't believe that for a minute. Again, asking back to the Dan's light is light, light. That's it, yeah. And his very first press conference. I can't see that, Paul. You know, so, like, I, 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 another. Uh, no, I'm pouring a glass of water. Another, another coach, Mark, that's uh, actually going to be stepping up into the thing and he's going to be walking alongside Andrew, the first team as well. Uh, Steve McManus has been promoted to the, the first team squad. He's going to be walking as a, a first team coach. He's not, I don't know if it, I don't think he'll be first team coach, Mark, but he'll be in the round of the coach's squad as well. 
and he'd be working with Ange as well in the in the first team's culture because Ange is a big believer, Mark. If he can promote within, he'll promote within, and clearly he actually thinks that Steve McMahon is, is is a good coach as well, Mark. And 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 he's got to just trust him, the new Paul. That's it, Mark. Give a few weeks and see what actual roles it is that Kennedy and that's going to be be doing before throwing the toys at the Premiere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strachan still hasn't given the Wi-Fi number because he doesn't know his position. <laughs> so that's why he doesn't know Darcy comes to him to imagine it. You know, but uh, between the two of them, between uh, Kendi and Strachan, I can see Strachan actually doing the job mark that he was employed to do last season under a manager like Ange. Do you know, because I was thinking to myself, people were always complaining that he was on his laptop, right? But, but he was doing oh, that job. He was doing his data. But I think near the end of the last couple of months, the last couple of weeks where he didn't have his thing, that Lennon maybe taught him he wasn't interested in that crap. And that's why that laptop was missing. See what, you, think? See what you were saying earlier about the Lennon and Kennedy, the Lennon and Kennedy thing. See, behind sight, I, I think you've got it in the heat there, Paul. I really do. I think there was, there was something that just no right between the two. Whether mm-hmm. it was whether it was because Lennon was allowed to bring in uh, Parker when they took Gar- Jerry Park, Gary Parker, mm-hmm. they tried to bring in and, uh, uh, Tommy Johnson. He wanted to bring uh, in for the the the, the, the Scotland operations. Something was this. He was coming and then took another job, wasn't it, Tommy? Yeah, I've seen him getting linked to a job the other was again, just on the internet the other week. And you see that good mark. Tommy Johnson, is it, it's a scout, is it a scouting operation or something he is or something, is he a To be honest, I don't know, it was like a, well, was it, I hate the recruitment, or was it even a direct yeah. football job that he was kind of... I haven't heard, I, I, and I've been honest, Mark, I haven't heard of much of Tommy Johnson since he left Celtic, you know what I mean? And that's because I don't pay attention much, Mark, to... See the thing about it, Paul, that might be a good thing, as we're saying... Mm-hmm. We spoke about when Martin and Neil are Gordon Strat. I mean, have they really got the skill set to be a sporting director or director no. of Celtic? No, and if he's actually done that job, Mark, yeah, exactly. Probably know Tommy Johnson's been grafting away for years, learning all these different things, mm-hmm. and he could do the job. But even from what I was saying there about uh, Lennon and Kennedy, I think even maybe Stratton was maybe caught a bit in the middle there. I think so, yeah. I think so, Mark, and I think that's why. He came more more into a coaching role, maybe to bridge that bridge between the two then. You know? Uh, something uh, there was something went on anyway, I think when you I'd say hindsight's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean that everybody just But would you think maybe Mark that, would you think maybe that he was that he could have been told that he uh, by Lynn I'm not interested in all that data crap like because Mark clearly if you're doing the data you could clearly see that Callum McGregor faking Scott Brown or Tyron in the game. Do you know what I mean? But, aye, but um, Even if I could see that in television, Mark, do you know what I mean? Aye, and the, this is, oh, I mean, it's TV, I, don't, I keep calling them like bra tops. They say we tops the players wear. They do, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gavin Strang sitting there and getting all the, all the data coming for them, how long they're running for, how long, do you get what I mean? If they're slowing mm. and things like that. And it was just, to me, Lennon just wasn't interested in it. No. I don't think he maybe said, came right out with it and says, nah, that's a, a load of bollocks to me or that, but I think probably starting to go to the impression after a while that, well, 
I'm kind of wasting my time here. This guy's not taking anything I'm saying. He's no, he's not taking any, anything I'm saying. That he's not using any information I'm giving him. Mm-hmm. The the thing that the thing Mark that like we were going like speaking of tightness there like and Lena was saying that Callum McGregor was uh, irreplaceable in the squad the squad that he needs to be playing every game. He was that type of player that. But I I saw there clearly today that Owen Henderson can fit into that position or or fucking. Leo O'Connor, when he came on, he could finish it. Like, Leo O'Connor only played uh, 30 minutes. I didn't, didn't see much of him today, Mark, to be honest. But he could fit into... Do we have Euclid that can fit into those positions, Mark? Do you know what I mean? These players should be able, should be expected to play every game of this year. 50, was it 53 games along that, Mark? He played last season. Like. That's... To me, that's you doing Callum McGregor a disservice. It was like mm-hmm. he said about Scott Brown there in his final year. Scott Brown didn't need to play in every game. Scott Brown should have been kept at his peak for the big tough games. You get what I mean? The important games, the games that, that win and lose your leagues. Celtic's mm-hmm. squad big enough to go and beat your St. Burns, your Hamilton's, your Kilmarnock's without relying on Scott Brown when he's no fully fit or Cal McGregor when it's his 25th. Exactly, Mark. Like, of course, we we saw players last season like who who walked up for it. We had Lexell. Uh, we saw John Joe Kenny wasn't the player we thought like, but think, but like we had young Montgomery playing the last two games in the preseasons, and he was better than the two lone players that we brought in last season. Do you know what I mean? I he was definitely better than last. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, it just shows, Mark, that. Our young players are there, and with the right backroom staff, and think, and for Kennedy too, Mark. And I'm going to throw a thing like that. Kennedy should have been playing Montgomery too instead of Laxell and stuff like that. That's like the last couple of games, and that's why. But that's why there's a lot of ill, Ill- hatred. We say hatred towards Kennedy, Mark, because he didn't give these lads a chance. And considering that he walked through the youth system, that's something as well, Mark, that he should have given. And that's why the people are frustrated with Kennedy, because he didn't do what the fans wanted to do. I'm disappointed and frustrated, Paul, if that makes sense. Yes. I really did expect Kennedy to come in and stamp some kind of saying, whether it was picking players or whether it was how they were playing, I expect him to stamp some kind of his own identity on the team and he just never done it. And mm-hmm. while that was going on, I was thinking to myself, what's, what's, what's going on here? Is he just a, a clone of Lennon? Does he not get any new ideas of his own kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But clearly, Mark, what I saw on it, definitely that the, the, the players are there and it's no excuse, no Mark, for a player to be playing uh, 56 games a season when we should be resting players and bringing young players 30 minutes, 30 minutes left into a game, Mark, for three or falling up in the game. Hopefully, we'll treat them falling up there. We haven't seen that either last season, but I think there's goals in Andrew's teams, Mark, more so than what we saw last season. There's, there's actually goals in these teams, the way, the way they play. Oh, I doubt, just for what I've seen like the other day, just a total night and day, Paul, for last year. You know, mm-hmm. when Celtic's up to full speed, they're going to be, they're, even regardless even who they, they really bring in, they're going to be a much, much better team than they were last season. With mm-hmm. the way I doubt, it just comes down to, it just comes down to get the right personnel in. 
you make these out wee bit of an edge kind of thing. Just go to just go to the the Michelin game and with with uh, with Forrest uh, Iceland. Is he left? Is is he still left training on his own, Mark James Forrest? Because he he, he did show any COVID signs, has he? Forrest, he was just close contact. Is he still left training on his own? Would he be fit for the Michelin game, or or, or would he be out? Oh, he'll probably be training at Lennox Town and he's in kind of gym or something to keep him fit enough. But well, when was that even in the isolation? He came out last week. Is it 10 days he has to isolate, Mark? I think he should be... I he should be ready. I think he'll be back for the pressing game, game there next weekend. And then for the thing like... But there's improvements there, Mark. You could clearly see we need players. But at the moment, there's young players. And I, I think, Mark, a lot of these young players might actually play. The Michelin, I suppose we have no choice, really, Mark, that some of them would have to do. Julian still is in face. Or you wasn't there. To, I haven't seen Ayer. Was Ayer there in the last game, Mark? Sheffield Wednesday? Eh, no. No, he wasn't. He wasn't there either again today and I didn't see him on the sidelines either. You know? So, you're going to have Welch and maybe Beeson, I think. What well, the two started in centre-backs today? So, I think, Mark, they maybe will be our... Oh. Could be our two centre-backs. Uh, we might have your last five days into the 15th... Uh, that's why then back to throw a player then into a team without even playing or getting to know your squad. Well, Celtic signed somebody on Monday. Well, oh, they could sign someone tomorrow. What? You know? They could sign someone tomorrow. Oh, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have any problem with Celtic signing a player the next four or five days and expecting them to play against me, Chile. Yeah. It's, it's the 15th, is it? The, oh, the 15th. 15th. Yeah, they have to have the, the, the squad. So, Mark, if we don't have our sign, we, we, we do a part and we'll discuss the players that we had and maybe we can come up with, uh, with, with something that we think maybe the, the, the match will, will uh, the start line might be. Uh, Pedro's right there. Uh, Bowley was on the bench there, Mark. And he looked happy. Uh, you know, I think, Mark, he could be... Every player deserves a second chance, Mark. And I think... Look, he made a mistake, Mark, and considering all how punishments came down for other teams, maybe he was harshly uh, treated, Mark, do you think? Uh, I thought it at the time. I thought it was harshly treated. It's been, yeah, fair, fair enough, I don't think he was harshly treated by, like, the, the rule, the SFA, and, you know what I mean, the punishment that he got for, for that kind of thing, but... I think when you look back, you've got to say that he was harshly treated even by the Celtic support, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, people say, oh, the, the last season's meltdown, a lot stems from what happened with ball and goalie and that. Oh. That was going back, back to the meltdown start with the, the Fernbasher game. Do you know what I mean? And he was blamed for that as well. Ben, and he wasn't, and, and the COVID thing happened after that game, didn't it? You know? Ah, uh, uh, just... just Sully, a young stupid boy, but that to me that's a kind of young boy's prank. Stupid. Well, are you happy so with those three left backs? So we have Benengoli, Taylor, and Montgomery. No, I'm not excited. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm happy, but confident. Mm, against two. Against Danny Boy Mark going into a game, a game against Rangers. Beat Mikey's team. 
I think, we, I think we'd be all right against somebody. Mikey could get together uh, against the Rangers. I don't see why, no. You know? There's a lot of... <coughs> Excuse me, Paul. Uh, a lot of just Paul again comes down to put their toe today in the park, the tactics. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 that was actually... We know that, that actually made a difference there, Mark, that... The tactics made a difference today. Every player knew what they were doing. That's right. And that's the benefit to your match, you know what I mean? Hey, we, we all know that Taylor isn't the best going forward. So, well, he's so, defenders in the first league then, don't they? So I know that Taylor's not the best. So he'll adjust. See if, it, see if he's playing Taylor against whoever. He'll adjust the game plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what a good manager will do. Mm-hmm. Myself at Ibrox, if Taylor had been playing instead of Laxalt, Mm-hmm. A different story. So, when, for me, when it comes to things like positions, we've seen have we really got up sort of an outstanding? I don't mean an outstanding number one choice in that position. For me, Ange is a type of manager that will know himself. That's not his strong point, sir. No, we'll no, mm-hmm. we'll no play the game that way. We'll play it this way. To accommodate that. Okay, well, look, we're not going to talk about this, but, and I don't want the live chat putting up, up either on this, please. So, at the moment, we have three strikers. We don't know the situation. Uh, one of our other strikers, Lee Griffiths, marked as things going on. He's personally, so please just respect the live chat. So, at the moment, we only have two strikers, Ayeshi and Edward, one who wants to be away. We've seen a difference in Ayeshi, which I, I'm comfortable at the moment. But, Mark, that's it. A, a really weakened area is is our as our strikers, you know, because we we don't know the position of one of them at the moment, you know. I can't mind if it was Barry or Mikey. I was talking to him on one of other podcasts and talking about the players that we need an urgent. Mm-hmm. And I said who to put positions. I think he said centre half and right back. And I, I I said what about striker? I don't know if you can remember because mm-hmm. we didn't know even the state. Of, uh, Griffiths' fitness, whatever, we'll get into that. Uh, we thought that Yeti was a waste of space, basically, and we knew Edward was for the off. But uh, the way Yeti's looked the last two games, mm-hmm. he could be like a new signing. I know that's a bit of a cliche, but... He, he will, Matt, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But we definitely need to strengthen that position. I don't know whether we're waiting... And I'm not nothing against the lad uh, at York but I don't think the type of... Lovely. Uh, we need a, an experience up there as well, Mark. We no, we don't even because Edward wasn't experienced, but we need, no. we need a, a main man. Do you know what I mean? We can't sell Edward and replace him with a guy for Hibs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Get Shorty Griffiths and replace him with a guy for Hibs. And as I mm-hmm. said, if a Yeti was leaving, replace him with a guy for Hibs. But when Edward goes, whether well, it's waiting for this, for whatever he see with money or whatever, we need to get a, a top strike. A, as top as Celtic can get, obviously, but we need to get top striker in pretty damn quick, in my opinion, Paul. Yeah, it's 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 it's. I've seen that now today, Mark. That at the moment we've only two. Yes, he played the first half. Edward played the the second half. If either one gets then gets injured, Mark, that's only one centre forward we have at the moment at the club. Then you know, and the the best thing, Mark, that what I said to you, Mark, and and I stand by, is that we don't have. No young striker within our ranks, and there's no young striker on the bench or in the youth system training with the first team this season. Uh, see, you said that. I thought I read about one, Paul. 
I meant to send you the link to it. So I don't know if it actually is a striker, but they said uh, it was something about a young Celtic forward, and then it was something and it said striker, and I meant to send you. Just because you're always saying that there is the one on the books. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Maybe I've read it wrong because it was other. I was lying in bed the other night with my tablet reading it. But I know what you mean. It's definitely there's nothing. We're sitting there seeing there's obviously good youth players coming. There's no really for the Lads, can you please stop talking about the Lee Griffiths situation, please? There's, there's, a, there's a police investigation and stuff like that, lads, and the same service, please. Uh, like, but yeah, but back, they may be a young lad down there, but not 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 ready to step up, do you know what I mean? And, and there's no there's no training with, uh, even with the first team, no matter the, the amount of young players that we have, you know? So it, it, it is really. Uh, Roy, Mark, that Celtic can't really produce such a young striker like in this. Oh, you know? we did have that young boy, Aitchison. And he left, yeah. But he left, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Who has it he's way now? Forrest Green, no? Forrest Green, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, Jackson Irvin signed for him. No, Jack, uh, Jackson Irvin signed for him the other day as well. Just. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another young lad there left. You see, Mark was uh, did uh, the Italian goalkeeper left? Was it that young lad? He was uh, a goalkeeper, Angelini or something, was it? His grandson. Yeah, did he leave as well? Did he? Left, I'm sure he left just the other day, but that's been going on for a while. Yeah, there was, there was a few. There was a few teams. Uh, I was actually surprised to read that he'd left because I thought he was already away, Paul. To be honest, I thought he was going to AC Milan in January, Mark, when they were coming in from. When they were coming in from there. With uh, AC Milan. So moving on to transfers, Mark. Uh, uh, on the last podcast, we gave our guests uh, some time to to discuss their own topics uh, uh, and their own concerns about Celtic. One topic, especially that caught my eye, was from um, uh, Barry, uh, Barry the the, the Iceman Mancini. We call him because it's all Italian today. Uh, like his concern, Mark, was that Celtic are always slow in the transfer market and it's continuing. No, Mark. Like, are we slowing up business, Mark? Or what? The way I was putting it was that maybe Ange is accessing the squad at the moment, and he's not making any any signs until he sees the the players at his disposal. You know, well, who has seen anybody, Paul? No one. Oh, the only club at the moment that has their business done, I think, is uh, Aberdeen. But I mean, it's still only for the tenth of July. There's plenty. The window's open for. I think that they always held up a lot of kinds oh, of business too, Mark, didn't they? You know? I don't know, to be honest, Paul, I don't really think there'll be many players in the Euros that will be. No. And if they're, they'll probably home, been home a couple of weeks, do you know what I mean? But I think mm-hmm. the agents, uh, they'll be hanging about these Euro camps to the big mm-hmm. business of them, but I think Celtic always get accused of they, being slow with their business, right? It's not always Celtic's fault. They're, mm-hmm. we're linked again with Ben Davis kind of thing. I mean, the, the, you can't blame Celtic for Ben Davis not signing for us in January. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just there's a million different reasons that transfers can get held. Money, money talks as well, Mark. There was uh, in, in that deal, like if we're going to be offered 60,000 60, to what maybe Celtic were off, maybe 15 to 20, do you know what? You're gonna go for for sixty thousand, really, Mark, aren't you? And and Liverpool, you know. I can't. I said at the time you can't blame Ben Davis for making a choice that he made. 
I mean, Cliff does. It's not turned out to. But are we slow, Mark? To what? To what the fans are saying, like compared to the previous seasons, like, like. I don't I, say, Paul. I mean, I've sent you the clips and stuff that Ed posted mm-hmm. that, and for reading the King things, Paul. Transfers can take. I know that's at the highest, highest level, but transfers can take months to get over the line mm-hmm. when you're dealing with these agents. But that again, that's at the very top level when you're like that Viola guy and things like that. But even when it trickles down to your kind of level, it still takes. It can still take a lot of time. I mean, they, the boys have signed. They were due a contract. Mm-hmm. Deals have been getting worked on for months, probably. And then when free to sign, they've signed. Or, or, or maybe, Mark, are, are we waiting for, are we waiting for the likes of Oyer, Christie, Edward, and maybe a champ to leave, Mark, before? Like, are, are we are we dependent on that money in our transfer transfer window, Mark, is what I'm saying? Are we dependent on getting big uh, figures for these players? That may be a part of it, to know the exact amount, but in general... Mm-hmm. We have a budget, don't we, Mark? And transfers are paid in instalments anyway, Paul. Mm-hmm. Again, it could be a factor waiting to see the money that's coming in before Celtic, if it's the word, not jump in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kind of give the word go on it. And another thing too, Mark, like that. But that, to give the word go on it, we might yeah. to see how the books are going to balance up. Celtic always kind of signed one or two players that, as well in the transfer window for the next season. As well, we always kind of signed players... And if we were assigned maybe two players in a transfer into this season, they would have been holy war because why let it'd be like why you letting Neil Lennon sign players when he's not going to be there next season, or why you signing players now when we have no manager? Do you know what I mean? You know, it it seems to be up in like up in the air between between fans. Like, like you're not going to please them. Like if he was signed two players in January for next season, it'd be like why you signing players now when we don't have a manager? Well, we've got two new players. So, We've brought two new players in, and people more high, but we never spent any real money on them. And it was because, spend, and then they said, then like, but they were all transfer targets, Mark, weren't they? But we, you know? never, well, we never really spent any money on missing Dembele. No, sure, he was part of that conversation package as well from Fulham that time, Mark, weren't they? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. There's, and and the time, Mark, we never knew about that. They, they said they something like that. It was Brendan Rodgers that exploited that, I think, Mark, was this? Oh, so, eh, uh, who was it? Because you know that he did recruitment before Brendan Rodgers came in that already lined the deal up. I'm sure wow. it was something like that. The deal was already in place before Rodgers came in. I'm sure it was. Mm-hmm. That's just off the top of my head right enough, but I'm sure the deal for Dembele was already in place before Rodgers came in. But, I said it before, Paul. I don't really care how much Celtic spend on a player. I really, it's the wages, man. Uh, I'd rather they spend more money in wages. Up the transfer fee because there is. You see, that's what people don't understand, Mark. Like we can compete with the best of things, but it's the wages that it's, it's the brackets that that we have to have a budget in in wages, or the club will end up going bust. And some people just go bust, but then don't in trouble. It can come back and bite you if you over. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Or overspending your or go over your means, Mark. Do you know what I mean? You know. It's, 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 for me, it's more about. If the more wages you can pay, the better player you're going to entice. Because transfer fees can be... You can get bargains out there, just players that clubs want after books for one reason or another. Scott Sinclair, whoever's a prime example, you push the boat mm-hmm. on his wages and we got a player like Scott Sinclair. 
So I said it a hundred times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Don't bother me. I'd like to see Spain putting like our wage bracket up. There've been bargains that Celtic's brought in. Dembele, Lubo, even Henry Larson, although that's a kind of legal matter that we only get him for six mm-hmm. fifty thousand. So it's the thing like the guys complaining about well the two young players that have come in, they're only projects, quote unquote, and we've no spent any real money, blah blah. It doesn't matter. But you're sitting raving about Liam Shaw's performance today. Yeah, I made Mark like that could end up to be the bargain of the season. And only two games, Mark. You know, and he looked a proper player that's been with Celtic for weeks and months. You know what I mean? Like a proper player. Was it John Park? Uh, David Garner was there. There, Mark was, was. Did he line up there? Thinking that, but it was maybe. I don't know if it was maybe before. <laughs> I, I actually no, no. He's. I know he's involved with uh, Lego Wasa. Now he's a uh, chief scout over there. He's picking up all the uh. young Polish players. Uh, maybe he might find another Camilla. We never know. <laughs> we never know. But like. One thing, Mark, that got me with the chance was today, Mark, I, it was Ayer that he, he didn't seem to be there. Like, do you think maybe his move is, is imminent, that he's moving? Could be. It could be imminent, or it could be just a case of, it's, it's that far down the line, or that there's no, there's no point in him coming back. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Celtic's telling him just not to come back. Mm-hmm. I think Celtic have set their benchmark and Mark is 15 million, but I think we can expect around Twelve to thirty, maybe bids coming in from Norwich and Newcastle. I'd say twelve million plus probably a sale on and that'll get yeah. that'll get yeah. I mean I see the Temple, Newcastle mind it was all the press, Newcastle uh, are gonna get them for eight million pounds. So I knew that's it though. I don't know why in the world Celtic were going to sell like no. a million pounds. No, and it does see even if Newcastle did bid eight million pounds, it would get out the door, it would get laughed at because mm-hmm. there's clubs that will pay a lot more than that for him. Mm-hmm. One player I'd like out the door, Mark, clearly today is, is Christie. I just want him out. Between all the between all the players, Mark, oh yeah, Edward, even Ed Cham, Mark, it's Christie that what I saw of him today, like just blowing that ball, oh, a, a really overrated player, Mark. Like, who, who, who does he think he is, like? See, when it comes to it, he is, Paul, and right, and obviously my feelings towards him are obvious now, but, I mean, I was a big Christie fan. Mm-hmm. Has he really been, I mean, it's what, a good 12 months, 18 months mm-hmm. And I no. don't think that is, I mean, he took a loan to Aberdeen because he wasn't good enough, he came back, he had a good year, 18 months, and then, for then, he's just been honking as well. And yet he thinks he's the next, I don't know where, he's the next Maradona. Mm. Seems that arrogant and ego. And I don't know, because I used to think, when, he, when we first signed him, I used to see him on the telly and I think he's quite a level-headed young guy. But mm. he's done a couple of years, he just seems to think he's... I don't know, I, I think he thought he was the best player Celtic had. I did see when he was he was scoring a few goals and things like that. I think that's what got to. See that's it, Mark. Yeah, scoring these spectacular goals and and he thinks he's he's even better now that he got Scotland to the Euros as well, don't he? Aye. Yeah. His dad was never out the press bumming him up and things like that. But fair dues, it's his son. But I mean, his dad's been hyping him up for a move to a, a bigger team and a bigger league and a bit for about two years. Well, what do you think about? Uh, 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 Burnley and. 
and uh, Crystal Palace and Sampdoria, you know, Mark, of uh, Craven film, like, are they big on Celtic? I don't think so, they're big on Celtic. Oh, I don't think I'd have seen Sampdoria being interested in Christie. If they have, I've not really seen much Italian football for a while, Paul, but if there are Sampdoria's been right down hill over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Unless they move the goals up. But even at that, it's, uh, is it... Is it like Ayer going to Norwich? No, that's what I'm saying, Mark. Arvin Dyke going to Southampton. It's to get your next move in the Premier League, Mark. Exactly, that's it. Take us down there with Burnley or whoever. See, the big clubs, Mark, would never take a risk on a player from Scottish football until he's proven in the league. Like, Ayer had to go to to Southampton. Not Ayer, sorry, uh, Borges Van Dyke. Yeah, had to go to Southampton to get this big move, like, didn't they? You know? and I mean I think, and I think that's why I think that's why Arsenal have kind of pulled off a master stroke even at 25 million because he's going to be Tierney will be one of the best it probably is the new but he will be one of the best left backs in the world and Arsenal will make a packet off him and hopefully Celtic will make a few bucks as well mm-hmm. maybe other teams might look at see if Christie was maybe played See if he was like maybe 21 or 22 and had played the way he was two years ago. I think maybe one of the biggest teams would maybe now take a look at him. Because mm-hmm. it's happened with Van Dyke, Van Dyke and things like that. They've had to get there for a year and end up costing them a fortune rather than saying, well, really, we could say... I mean, if Liverpool would come up here and say Virgil Van Dyke for £12 million and he would not play for Liverpool for a year and they did they fancy him... They would still get their ten. They'd still get their ten, twelve, fifteen million, twenty million pound back from, just because of the way the transfer market is done in England. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the clubs will maybe now look at the success Arsenal have had with KT, the route Virgil Van Dijk took at the time. I mean, even after a year doing their Armstrong, there was a lot of interest in Armstrong. Never, 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 uh, was it Spurs, I think? I think Spurs were looking at uh, Armstrong after a season down there. So, mm-hmm. it's, but to me, that's the kind of thing that I and that will be looking at. I'm not going to do much at your Burnleys or things like that, but uh, get Burnley or Norwich, but it'll get that short window again. Mm-hmm. Step up, the next move to the next level. How many, are, if any, Mark, are, are we expecting maybe before the 15th? Two. Players, new new signings, maybe maybe two players coming in, Mark. Because like like when I said to you, my my only concern yesterday is that our average backline age at the moment, because Julian is injured. If you take Beast or not, out, Mark, it's between eighteen to twenty one, and that's a very young backline to be going into Champions League qualifier, isn't it? I I think be at least one surely, Paul. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to be a. I mean, in a way, it's a good thing that we've had that young defence today and it played yeah. you're saying, but again, yeah. when it, that's a pre-season friendly. When it comes to a Champions League qualifier... Different pressure, Mark. There's going to be fans in the pitch stadium as well, Mark. There's different different pressure on the players then as well, Mark, that there's... Uh, is it 2,000 fans are going to be left in? You know? 2,000. They'll need to be allowed. I mean, that's ridiculous considering what you're seeing at the Euros. Not even the Euros, but just before I went out to chapel and eight. Yeah. My missus was sitting watching Wimbledon. And yeah, full. Sitting there, and none of them's got a mask on or nothing. Mm-hmm. So, full. what's the difference? 
You know, I don't know. I, I, I actually, it'd be interesting to see, Mark, what the other teams are going to be left in their stadiums uh, and, and stuff like that, you know, because I can guarantee you when we go to Denmark to play Mitch in the West, that'd be in their, in their full stadium, I mean, you know? I see, even worse, I don't mean worse, obviously, the fans and that's it, for the guys with season tickets are going to get in, it's worth it. But is it worth Celtic actually getting through the, the rigmarole way? Having 2,000 fans in? No, considering how, how big Celtic Park is, Mac, I don't think you're going to be making like. But what? why is there like a rule? Like if you're vaccinated, Mac, why can't you go in because you're vaccinated? Like, you know what I mean? Do you know that's. If you've you know, if had the two Jags. Mm-hmm. If you've got the two Jags and wear a mask, surely you should be allowed to. I mean, see, even like at Celtic Park, even if it was like. A, you're sitting in a seat and then it's an empty seat and then somebody else, do you know what I mean? Just every second seat is somebody in it. Mm-hmm. Half the attend is, you know what I mean? 25,000 people in it. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the biggest stadiums in, in Britain, like, you know what I mean? It can hold 60,000, like 2,000 in. Yeah, so it's ridiculous. Uh, speaking of the. Say Masons again. Huh? Actually, Masons are <laughs> Uh, moving on uh, with, with uh, the club and the training grounds this season uh, in Wales, we had some good Reds, uh, Welsh players playing with us back over the years. We had Adam Matthews, George Ledley, uh, John Harrison, Craig Bellamy. If you had a chance to sign one of those players down, Mark, and like put you in the spot because I didn't have it down, who would you who would you take? Like, who who do you think made the most impact in his time at, when when they were Celtic? Uh, well, Harpson probably made the biggest impact, but I'd probably rather seen Craig Bellamy. In his short time that he was there, Mark, he was a real hit, wasn't he? Craig Bellamy? Uh, Craig, me and we were talking the other night, we spoke mm-hmm. about signings and that, Paul, and how I think loan signings should be somebody that wee bit special that adds a wee bit of class to you. Mm-hmm. Like Robbie Keane. Craig Robbie Keane, Bellamy was the same, wasn't he? Like that, uh, he was a wee bit. What's the word the young ones using that different gravy into it? That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Bellamy's a wee bit, a wee level above you. Bellamy was a cracking player. He was a fair asshole right enough, but he was a cracking player. I, I, I was, uh, Adam Matthew then was being interviewed uh, by Celtic TV to just be the former Celtic and he was saying that he didn't want to leave the club, that Celtic got an offer, Celtic accepted the offer. He he had to move because the, the offer was accepted, that he actually wanted to stay. At Celtic at that time, you know, like so, it's just going to show like any decent offer, like Celtic aren't in a position, are we, to refuse any decent offer for for any player, really, Mac? I mean, how much was it we got for Adam Matthews? Jeez, I said it was about three or four million, Mac. I said it. I thought it made four million. Us. I didn't know that, Paul. You've said that. I thought Matthews left because he said he only said today. But just before the the match uh, preview, when they were talking to him, he was because he signed. He he plays with Charles, you know, and and he was still uh, he was still told that he actually didn't want to leave at the time. That he wanted to stay at the club because it was a winning team. I bet. They had the likes of Hooper. They had all that. Bizzino getting into Bizzino getting into contract. I don't know. He didn't say, didn't say that. Yeah. Top of my heat, Paul. He was contract, and it was because we signed him. We signed him as a. Bosman, didn't we? Adam Matthews. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we seen him as a Bosman, see his wages, we couldn't give him a wage rise. Because mm-hmm. he was a Bosman, we were giving him like the top level of wages. Uh-huh. For him mm-hmm. at the time. And 
to renew his contract, obviously, we'd have needed a, wa- we'd need a wage rise. That's, on it. That's kind of in my heat there, Paul. There so, like so do, I'm not saying it. That's are we, does that mean, Mark, authentic, like, are we, are we not in a position, Mark, as a club, and because of, of the Scottish football, Mark, that we're not in a position to refuse money for any player if, if it's a decent, decent enough offer? I no, I think we have to refuse it, Paul, if it's just decent. I think Celtic, when it comes to selling players, I think Celtic do well with it, Paul. I wouldn't say... I mean, there we could... Bro- That's what I give Lord. Talk about Lord, we, If they were... Well, obviously, they are available, but we're not just going to accept any half-decent offer for them. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I, I liked about Lord, Mark, that he was shrewd in the transfer business. You know, he did bring a lot of money into the club, you know, but that was one of his good things, definitely. Yeah, but, well for us that side, yeah. but then again, like if Celtic were down in, in it just shows the difference between Scottish football, Mark, and European football leagues, and Spain and stuff like that, and England. If Celtic were in England, Mark, playing the Premiership, and if we were selling Oyer, Celtic would be looking at about 80 million to, to, for any team to buy Oyer. Or not Oyer, sorry, Oyer, you'd Christ, you'd uh, Van Dyke, you, you had Tierney, you'd be looking at the Jesus, the amount of money. She's just thing about it. See if Celtic were done in the Premier League, but we still have fun. We will, we will be selling these players, Mark. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? The money, everybody knows that you put us in, in a league with that kind of money, and Celtic are going to be one of one of the top teams in it. Even for, mm-hmm. even when it comes to finances, Celtic would Celtic would be like Manchester United. Fan base and everything, Mark. Everything, yeah. Worldwide fan base. I really fear Manchester United finishing the league in that. They're still rolling. Well, they've got all that kind of glazier debt thing behind them. But back to normal fan in the street, they're rolling money. They can spend what they want on who they want. And Celtic mm-hmm. would be at that level as well. And I, I still think we'd be running a lot more better than a lot of these teams in England that are run. Because it's loaded mm-hmm. a house of cards. Mm-hmm. Not just England, across Europe. I mean, look at the money, Barcelona, the state they're in the new Paul. Jeez, the, the pandemic, Mark, really, is really after hitting uh, Spanish football, didn't this? Then France as well, they have TV deals with Pete Tong as well, or France. Well, sure, maybe, uh, maybe we are, Mark, we don't know, like, we don't, we don't know what's happening, we're trying to exploit that, like. Try and join the French League. Mm-hmm. No, like, exploit it, that you're, I remember that TV deal fell. That was that was it kind of in the middle of last season, Mark. That it kind of fell through, didn't it? You know, and all the it's still, it's still, the still fallout for it. And that. I even I read an article one of Celtic uh, sites the other day. That was this morning. Uh, the guy saying it's because of that, the trouble in France with the TV money. And that Celtic should be looking out there for players after the successful figure the last few years. Mhm. Two months ago, I we was reading about how stupid it was to bring in all these huffy French players like Edward and Encham and that. Yeah, that's my list. Then they're bringing back into the French players again, Mark. And you know, they'd be buying them because it's cheap. So, speaking about TV, Celtic TV want to uh, get new commentators. My God, was that boring today listening to them. And I, I couldn't tell you, like, no, I, I don't know who it was, by, but Jesus, Mark. Voice. Like I, I had more excitement in a fart rather than. Moan about the referees. 
Who's the Tom Boyd dead? That's no, what Boyd Jackson does moans about the referee. You know, one of them said that they would have great confidence going into the the, the, the Scottish League with our backline. And I'd look at it going, but the average age is only fitting 18 to 21, and this is pre-season. How would you be confident going into... Like, maybe they will be back. We don't know. Maybe they will prove us wrong. Like, but, but way too young of a backline for me, Mac, to have going into next season. You know? Uh, you need a bit, of, a bit of experience in there. I think if I do a ball, I'll see there'll be at least one centre back mm-hmm. before the 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of necessity, Paul. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. It's going to be tough enough. We've seen Mitchell Lance the kind of easiest top we could have hoped for. It's not going to be an easy game, Mark. What, what people are taking? Like, cause it's the easiest draw we could have got, but yeah. it's, not, it's going to be an easy game. Exactly. Like, and Plus, like, they're in the same ball as us, Mark. They want to get through to the, the next round as well. Like, and you know, They have a hard route as well, Mark, not from not qualifying. They'll be, you know, I've said that for every podcast we spoke about it, the team Celtic have struggled against are well organised, well drilled teams, and Michelin will be well organised and well drilled. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it'll be a good, uh, a good ga- gauge to Angie's kind of progress again in such a short time. We've seen how impressed we've been with what we've seen the other day, what you've seen today. Mm. Such a short space of time. So I get another two weeks to we're playing Mitchelland and hopefully we'll be a wee bit even kicked on there and we'll see even more about how we're going to be playing going forward. Mm. I think we'll still be strong enough to beat them all over the two legs, Paul, but it's not going to be a walk in the park. No, I I, I, I was impressed with how, how, how they played if the fast the fast flown ball mark and two touch passes and and stuff like that, but I wouldn't be confident in going into next season with this squad. Do you know, we still we still roughly need going by what you saw, Mark. Like we were saying at the start of the season, we need eight to nine players. Do we need eight to nine players? Considering what we saw of our youth players so far, this this thing, Mark, that they they should be given a chance. But again, Paul, that's Colts team. A lot of them are going to have to go. They'll be down there, yeah. And they, and they, and they, and they, and yeah. And, and the problem with that is, Mark, that if they play five games in the first team, they can't play in the course team there until the next transfer window. Aye. You know, so you're in a tricky situation as well. Your course, it's not like the reserve league that you can call up a player one week and then put them back down to the reserves team. Then another week, you can't, you can't do that. Like you know. For me, it's going to, put, it's going to put a bit of a span on the works, Paul, about Farage. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Somebody asked on the live chat earlier on when the coach teams announced. I'm not. I'm not sure when it's announced. But there are next post matches around. Uh, I think it's the is it the seventeenth or eighteenth around Mickey's. Um, they're playing that kind of charity shield thing. They must. Yeah. So it, it must be June. June seems like you know. An idea. But the squad, the first team squad, is going to look like going forward. Because at the moment, I couldn't tell you what young players are going to be in the first team because they, they all really did impress me, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Liam Shaw will be there. Montgomery, I think, might be. But again, if you've got Bowling Golly there and you've got Taylor there. And that's going to, yeah, that's going to hinder his progress Denmark as well, isn't it? So who's, going to, who's 
do you know what I mean? Is Montgomery better off being done playing in this Colts team or being third choice at Celtic? And then not getting his game then, Mark, then, and he's that's right. he's stuck in the rock then for two years then, Mark, again, like, you think? For me, Montgomery's got to get down to that Colts team. Mm-hmm. Some fans are saying this young lad, Leo, Leo Hedge, uh, should be up in the first team, Mark. He's only 18, Mark. He's too old, you know. He's a big, strong lad, Mark, I give him that, you know. But he's still very young, like the Colts team would, would help him vastly, even for a year, Mark. Just to get up against these tougher players, I think you know, too good for that coach team, Paul. Yeah, I'd have him either in our first team squad, or I'd put him out on loan for another year. Yeah, because he is a big lad, Mark. Indeed, he's a really good player, and, and he actually moved into left back as well today, Mark. In the second half, he moved into left back, and he was up and down, and he was up and down that line as well today. And there you go, seventeen-year-old Paul. Yeah, I think that's what a 17 that you need to start training your your 17 roles, Mark. That if you're a young lad, that you can play in um, multiple uh, positions. You know, uh, who was the was it Montgomery, Mark? That was a striker, wasn't he? And he was changed to Calvin Miller. Calvin Miller, yes, and he was changed to a, a left wing, a right wing back, Mark, and he was a striker. But, you know, but that's I mean that's all the players, all the players learn to play every position on the park. Mm-hmm. Kind of decide what their best position is. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that young Leo Helge, Helge, or however you pronounce that. Eh? I mean, you're he, asking me. <laughs> but he might. I mean, he's seventeen. He might be capable of turned into a, a, a left back. Yeah, no, he did, Mark. He, 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 the only one I think of the. The young players back when I saw the only one who I just saw the same players I saw last season uh, was was young was was John uh, what's his name Mickey Johnston still looked too light for me Mark he was still getting pushed I know he had a good shot today I know he had a rock of a shot that it blew off the post but other than that Mark he did nothing for me he was still going down really? over six shoulder or something like that he still t- compared to what. I was saying last season that Dembele was too nice and that he goes he he might he might go down easy in the Scottish League if he was getting regular football. But you compare the two now, Mickey Johnson didn't did nothing to help his physique uh, build up a bit a bit of muscle. Mac he still looks very light for me. You know, he's just that's kind of his natural body. Paul, Maybe that could be that job. See, like if you're a wee guy like that and you had too much muscle, it can go against you. Yeah, I'm, I'm Mikey Johnson. He's he's a bit an an, an enigma, isn't he? I mean, he I, has, man, because he's been in the wrong the first team over, and and he really hasn't settled down in but te- that, that team. Like, I don't. I'm not saying he's a bad player. Technically, he's a really good young young player, but it just doesn't seem to have the the physical attributes. Yeah. Yeah, to suit the Scottish game kind of thing. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. But is he too old for the Colts team? But I think the Colts I think I I think he would be, Mark. I think he, I think it's only you can you can only have. See, I'd go. Is it four? The rules are four. You can only have four under twenty-one players in your Colts team. It's going to be most. It has to be kind of seventeen to twenty roles really that have to be playing in that, and you're left only about four. On the 21 players. Mikey Johnson's starting to fall into kind of 
Anthony Alston kind of category for Exactly. And that was the price to oh, but in fairness now, Mark. You said he played he did, he did well today and he put he did he did get up and down the ball, but again, Mark pre seasons as Barry said it's all about getting your fitness up, getting used to the way it demands your players, but he did play well today, Mark, in fairness to him. Well, I mean could Ralston be a good number two at right back? I think he could, Mark. I I can't say what I saw to him today. If I mean, I've given if he started next week, Mark, right back, Mark, right? Any time I've seen him, you've got to give him 12 out of 10 for effort. He'll no stop running for you. No, the same today, yeah, the same today. No, if he was started at right back, uh, thing, Mark, I, I'd, I'd accept it. I, I wouldn't moan about it because, realistically, Mark, he is the only right back now. I know the, the new lad came in there today and he played brilliant, Mark. Ozada, they. He was brilliant to them. Every tackle mark, he was on the ball. He was there. He knew. He could read the game, Mark. And I don't think Valston can read the game. Do you get me? Aye. Kind of you know, intelligence that goes with the yeah, game. Kind of, yeah. Aye. As you said, like, Valston would give you his arm, Mark. He's, he, he'd run up and down. He's run all over the place. Yeah, but he's his a, reading of the game is the problem, I think, you know? Yeah. See, for me, Ralston, although he plays right back, he's, to me, he's made like. He's like, you're all fashioned kind of centre-half. Mm-hmm. You can look for somebody to just get whacked in the face with a ball with a free Yeah. Ralston's your man. Do you get what I mean? He'll take... send on to get sent off. <laughs> the type, no, but Ralston, he's the type he'd run through a brick wall kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, we saw uh, against Barcelona. I mean, that was, don't, he put in a great performance against Barcelona. He did, against, uh, he did, Mark. And today, no, Mark, I, I really... I could see why they gave him... Uh, did the con because Mark he, he never did get a proper run in the team. He never, Do you know, he never got a run in the team. In you know, and performances are they were a bit hit and miss kind of thing. But even doing it, let's not be kidding, Paul. It'd be cheap. Do you know when they cost it? Celtic's no breaking the bank to give Tony Ralston a, an extra year's contract. And we, we didn't have we didn't have a recognised right back at the club. Exactly. I mean, Ralston will know himself. He's no good. Ralston will know himself that he's saying when he signed that contract, he wasn't going to be Celtic's first choice right back for this coming. Oh, I, 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 I,
Yeah, and he doesn't have that. Oh, that's what Dembele has, Mark. That's what Dembele has. Dembele's legs today, Mark, were huge, like huge. You know, you could see, seriously think, Mark, that Dembele, because we, we, we said that, like, that Lenin, there was people were saying that, why well, wasn't Dembele in the squad last season? And, and we said that he was told that he had to build up his physique, that he was too light. And maybe he actually did think he was too, and he did work on his build, Mark, because... He looked a big player today, Mark. You know, he looked a rice like that. He put his head down, Mark. He wants to play football, Mark. And he said it that last he he's been the happiest he has in the last two years at Celtic that because he played the last two games. That's good to hear. It is. I mean, we were speaking about it earlier on. That his contract mm. situation is. I wouldn't like to lose him, Belly. I mean, that we. Oh, no, that's that's the thing that pisses me off, Mark. That. We lose these young players, and the fans hear about them in the reserves, the reserves, and we hear about down in the under 18s, but we never get a chance to see them and make that judgment ourselves. And let's not be kidding, Paul. A lot of it comes from Celtic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, really, that Islam Farouz. It was mm-hmm. Celtic that hyped him up to the. Do you get what I mean? They hyped him up to the nines. And don't forget, Mark. Any of us really seen him? Exactly. Put them out on YouTube, Mark. YouTube clips here and there of him volleying the ball or doing dribbles like that, like since he was 13, Mark. I can remember again, Billy. There was Celtic. Being on YouTube, yeah. Did they actually play any first team games for us, Paul? I don't think he did. No. He maybe did have somebody in the live chat, I'll probably know, but even at that, it's like, again, like Dembele. We've all been talking about this young boy for years. And he's not mm-hmm. played that many games, and there is a lot of hype and expectation on that, mm-hmm. on that on young, Dumbe- young Dumbele. And that's, again, I hope Angie's the right manager to keep exactly. his feet in the ground or that. Mm-hmm. And Aram Runham and Gipty signed a new contract. And I'd say, I've said it before, Neil Lennon, I didn't know his interview today, but I've said it on here before that Neil Lennon promised Dumbele game time last year. Mm-hmm. Right. He realised. Yeah. And Lenny's defence, Paul, I said that it's hard to put a young player into a team that's under pressure. Because all you're doing is putting that young player into that pressure situation. Exactly. And it's, exactly. It's a lot, especially with the hype around the young lad. Mm-hmm. You go in there as a Celtic player and misplace a pass. The crowd's on your back. Social media's on your back. They're joking on about Christie. I mean, I'm not getting it. Yeah, I know what you mean, but it was still only one bad pass, Paul. Oh, Mark, there's a bad pass now. <laughs> yeah, a no, bad no, no, I know that. I know that. I know that. But I do it. It's, yeah. a, it's a roll on. It's a, uh, like a roll on effect with Christie. It's just another thing with Christie. But as I said, it's, they, but imagine that. Well, that was a young lad in the game against exactly. the Angels or Aberdeen, Mark, that we have to win. That young player would be crucified. I get what you said. So I can see Lenny's maybe point in no putting a young player into pre- that kind of pressure put situation. But I hope Pange is the man to get, as I said, get an arm around him and talk. Because for me, Dembele said that he was leaving. Yeah. Who will take that. So and I was expecting to leave this season, Mark, this summer. So maybe Ange has taught him, look, I want to look, see you. I want to see what you... Yeah, exactly. This is what Ange's kind of speciality is. We've heard him say it himself. Mm-hmm. Tom, Tom McKay talk about it. That's one of his strong points, is bringing on young players and helping them. And, not and you said it, Mark, that it's actually a benefit to, to Celtic at the moment because our squad is so depleted that we were 
we have to bring in some of these young players. And Ange has actually seen so many of these young players that maybe can do a job for him. And they will be given their chance. Ange has seen so many young players. See, look, we're talking about this Colt squad. Mm-hmm. Players that probably Celtic get earmarked to go to play exactly. the squad, and Angel have seen them in the last couple of games and whatever games are coming up. And I think Angel would be he'll, also about two, Mark. And for me, Angel will say, no, wait a minute, he's not going to that Colts team, I want him in my first team squad. And what I also think, Mark, is I think that Angel's the type of manager, Mark, that if the first team aren't playing, He'll go out and he'll watch another 18's game, another 16's game, or he'll watch a coach team's game. That he'll go out and he'll watch the players. Do you know what I mean? He'll, he'll see what players are at the club. You know, I think, as you said, he says, Mark, he loves football. He watches football 24-7 at home. So I think he'll be all over the club watching football. I think you're right, yeah, Paul. I think he'll be watching the games at every level, probably. Yeah, and one thing, Mark, that I, I didn't see today was the young lad we signed from um, Man United, I think, the fellow Leo Connor, he wasn't there. No, there's, there's Leo Connor and there's Leo Connor. Connor's the, 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 the fellow who plays in the back line, and he's a right back as well. But I didn't see him. Was he there Wednesday, do you know? Did you take any notice or? I didn't even notice Paul. Ebony. That's it. Who people think they get, get mixed up between the two. There's Leo Connor uh, and Leo Connor. Does that mean... Mm-hmm. When you're looking at it, there's that many names that you're not that familiar with. I just kind of, there was a name that I saw on this team sheet the other day, and I was like, who's that? Yeah. And yeah. you actually see them, you know who they are, but you couldn't have told them their, you know what I mean? You didn't know who their, their name was, but you'd seen them in, like, pictures and videos and things like that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, going by my take today, uh, I still think we need another keeper, I don't Mark. Uh, I, I think... Barkas could prove me. I'd start with Barkas anyway, Mark. I, I think he deserves it. Well, I saw him today coming off his line, passing the ball, very confident on his feet. Wasn't really troubled, though, Mark. But in the, in the game on Wednesday, was that save on that goal on Wednesday, Mark, saveable, do you think? No. No? No. That's grand. No. <laughs> no, I, I, that's why I'm asking you. I, I, did, I didn't see the game, Mark, you see, because I didn't. So I would be confident with with, with Barkas, but I, I, I don't. I, I won't be confident if it's Barkas and Bain, Mark, you get me? You know? Well, well I mean, the thing about us as well with Bain, it, it would still be just the number two, Paul. Mm-hmm. Only then, but you're just. I mean, goal, goalkeepers don't get injured a lot. But they do no. get injured, you know what I mean? It's and I think a lot of it, Mark, is with with Barkas last season, Mark, was definitely confident and letting him come out saying he's my number one before Rangers game and then dropping him. That's not going to help a, key, a keeper and playing those kind of mind games with him. Like, that kind of management, Mark, it's really gone out of football, coming out criticising the player and, and stuff like that, you know? Totally outdated, Paul. Yes. Yeah, it should, it should really should never really be part of football. But a manager shouldn't be coming out and blaming, publicly blaming players. No, tear, went to the team, yeah. Uh, tear shreds off him in the dressing room or at the Monday morning kind of run down to what the Saturday's game was. But don't get in the press and kind of make players, throw players under the bus to cover your own failures. Mm-hmm. I mean, Barkey, I said it to you, I've said it before, I've said it tonight. For me, Paul, it looked as if he was playing with the weight of the world on his shoulders. 
Yes. Please, they, you're seeing the day. And I saw Constance Marcus, oh. Mark talking, passing the ball. Like, like he taught two players from Charlton to Mark with the ball in his face. He taught two players. You know, and saying that then, though I don't like when the keeper does that, Mark, either. You know, but... He seems to be a kind of part of the modern game. Yeah. Into the, but if that's the way Andrew wants to play, Mark, that's fair enough. But I, I can't see Bain no. playing that role. Um but that's, like what just, that's what I'm saying, Lee, but look, you're happy enough with Barkis. I'm happy mm-hmm. enough with him as well. I've said it before, I think, as I keep uh, it there. But Bain, he's no good. He's really not really good enough to be number two now. But even down to the fact, Barkis, but same players can't play every game. Goalkeepers can play every game. Yes. Barkis, as long as you avoid injury, does it matter who our number two is? No, exactly. It doesn't matter. We have, the, we have the lad, Ross, do him there as well, Mark. You know what I mean? So he he's there, like, and but there is always that chance that the keeper. Will see, that's it, Mark. Keep see, that's it. Keep and I'm not confident with Bain coming back in again. And I don't think Bain gives confidence to the back line, Mark. You know what I mean? Because they're on ed- it. They look like an edginess when he was in goal again today, Mark. And I, I know it's just me because I saw it last season, but it did look like that, like, because he was kicking the ball out again, Mark, when he's kicking the ball out long when the. Remember the place replaced Gordon with Bain because his distribution was meant to be better. Yeah, and, and then he was dropped again. But Do you know, uh, but that, I mean, that was how we've seen Bain because he was meant to be better with the ball at his feet than Gordon. Exactly, and, and clearly he's so, not. Bain, I, that's just so. He did get worse, Mark. Like Chuck said, like he really did, like he really did get. I mean, maybe, he got most of the years kind of keepers that needs to play every week to be kept in his toes, I don't know, but he's definitely been a ra- doing a rapid decline since we signed him. Because I was quite happy when we signed Scott Bain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought he would do as a decent... I'd, I'd, I'd never been that confident with him as a number one, but I thought he was a good enough to be a number two kind of thing, but, mm-hmm. oh, he's really just... He seems to drop the ball a lot, Mark, when he gets it. Like, uh, moving on, uh, if he does sign a right back before the beach again, I'd be happy enough, Mark, with Ralston and the, and the young lad, Ozada, uh, that we signed there from Sheffield. I, I would actually start with the, the new lad for Sheffield Wednesday, Mark, because I could see how comfortable he was in reading the game and, and stuff like that. Like, he looked like that he's able to read the game, you know? So, hey, just when you're talking about that, starting at right back, what formation did they play today, Paul? Uh, yes, yes. Funny say, would if we go uh, with like a three-four-three? Three, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what I was saying. Would they go with a kind of three defender? I think the Calamac anyway and Tottenham are definitely going to be the midfielders anyway. They were they they played together uh, for the first time on the Ange Dumac and two of them were just rubbing off each other brilliantly, like you know. And McGregor and Turnbull. Yeah, what yeah. And Zorro would be doing his usual stuff, Mark, just picking up the ball, just put, you know. So I think that's the three midfielders. See, really, Paul, we're, we're talking about kind of what players were needing and who, but actually, central midfield area is quite strong. Yeah, we, I, I know, it's only... Even when, even when you take Christie out of the equation. Yeah, I'm happy with the, I'm happy with the, that, that kind of area, Mark, yeah. I'm happy with that area. Liam Shaw... Do you know what I mean? We're, that's one area that I, I think we're all, all, we're, 
looking quite strong in. There's a lot of competition down market, like for the likes of, like Henderson came on there again, Mark. Like, and you can't fault Henderson for his effort closing down the ball, Mark. Liam Shaw was closed down. Like, it, Liam Shaw could be the answer to Scott Brown and not Zorro. Do you know what I mean? Because what I saw of Liam Shaw today, Mark, I saw the exact in Zorro. Do you know what I mean? And well, I mean, I loved Scott Brown as a player in his prime, you know, but yeah. I've seen about Liam Shaw, I think he's getting better at his game than Scott Brown. Maybe like, yeah. he's merely like your kind of box-to-box midfielder. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like when Scott, but you mean Scott I think it's a very it's a very strong group of players, Mark, that we have in that area, that that, that midfield kind of centre area. We have a strong group of players there. Well, yeah. even if, if uh, Ange's looking to uh, put that Aaron Moy in there as well, that's just going to make us even stronger in there. I don't think it's anything. I don't think the central midfield much concern. Really, I don't. No, no, I don't. That's one area, Mark. I, I really think. I think we will need another centre back anyway. Oh. Maybe just before that game, Mark, because they I think so. They're still very young, Mark. I'm not. There's always a mistake in beat on, Mark, and especially in the Open Championships, there's a mistake in beat on. You know. Um, there is a mistake. Shouldn't have been a, shouldn't have been a line on beat on no. choice centre back. That she's really see if that's his first the, when we get play Mitchell and see if that's a centre back pair. That's a bit to me. That's it a, is Mark, and it's especially Mark too when Oyer wasn't playing in uh, Wednesday's game and he wasn't in the wrong squad. To, so I think Oyer's gone. I I, I really think Oyer's practically close to leaving. You know, and if we start with beat on and Welch. You know, I think it's... They fill you much confidence, don't it? No, we should... No. I mean... Be... You know, and even, Mark, if the young lad Leo Hedge came in, Mark, came in there, Mark, I will not feel comfortable either, Mark, because it's still too young for a big game that basically Celtic need to get through to the next one to get into the European, the European League. Do you get me? Oh, you can't again be a young guy like Helcher or whatever, Paul, because again, no. one mistake, it causes a tie and the boys going to get crucified for it. Mm-hmm. And I think the left hand side as well, Mark, is very weak compared to what we Mickey Mickey Johnston there and Montgomery was playing there in the first half. But Montgomery's more of a a left ring back, Mark. He's not more or less an attacker. Do you get me? Uh, do you know? So I think we're lacking really since play, since then. In the, in the, do you know what player now? I think we're in, not play yeah in the left and, the, and Dembele. Right, I I'd have no problems with Dembele. If Forrest isn't, isn't available, Mark, I'll have no issues in playing them better there. That's the honest truth. But I think one player who, of all the players last season, who would have done well out of uh, Ange, I think, was El Nusi. I think he would have suited Ange down to the ground, Mark. Uh, El Nusi never had the heights that I thought he would. No. But, I mean, he was still one of our better players. Yeah. But, you know, take I would have loved to sign, get a deal to sign him again for this year, but obviously that's not going to happen now. But I said it for two years, seeing a good Celtic team the way we expected, no Celtic can play and should be playing, Paul. Elinice would have shined out for us. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, up front, I'd be happy with either Edward or Ting, but going by the situation, Mark, how we feel about Edward, uh, yeah. I, I, I put a Yeti up there. And that's the honest truth. Uh, well, you know, a different player, Mark. Hey, and you're saying different. as well. Another, a, a, I mean, like, it's, it's we, we, Dave Paul. we were talking about this, Mark, and, and like, we were saying, 
I, I can't see Jesse closing down the keeper or pushing up team. But man did everything that we said that he wasn't there to do today, Mark. Closing down, Mark. Passing the ball. Holding up the ball. Bringing in midfielders in, in and around the Mark. Do you know what I mean? He looked at... It's a new signing, Mark. But that's what you said there. Like, yeah. If he's, he's going to... Uh, Apply yourself the way you has done the pre-season games. As it's like a new signing, definitely, isn't it? Could be. You know, and is that a wee, a wee surprise kind of idea, Paul? That exactly. Off has been overweight. The stories about him, things have no been stinking attitude. Maybe the reason for his stinking attitude was because of the management. Management, Mark, and being taken off, Mark, when he's not been. Given a proper like he was another player back that was in and around the team and then just vanished even off the bench, just vanished off the bench. And that's as a player we've spoke about his transfer before how he was coming in loan and then two days later we were buying him. Exactly, Max. So like, and it, and plus like, Neil Lennon spoke to him personally about it. Mhm. I I'm actually seeing now, Mark, that there was serious issues. Within our backroom staff There's and training things well, last season. We'll never find out the truth. We'll only be no. guys like Lennon and that have seen non-disclosure agreements and things yeah. like that. But even that, Mark, like how outdated our backroom, backroom staff were on the Lennon. Do you know what I mean? Just the standards across it. Yeah. Just dropped, Paul. And exactly. I that was, I'd honestly, we can go on about this player down in tools and this and that, right? And we can say that all day long and... Ryan Christie, this well, Mark, if you if you have a relaxed attitude around your around your team, Mark, yeah. Lennon, I said that when oh, I'm not going on because we could sit here on eight, rake where the coals about it, Paul. Mm-hmm. Appointing Lennon was the biggest mistake Peter Will ever made. Exactly. That was the biggest mistake. They can go on about John McGinn signing or go back to the Stephen Fletcher signing, appointing Tony Mowbray, whatever. The biggest mistake. Peter Lowell made was a point in Lennon in the shivers at Hamden. Well, I think that's what a lot of fans work will remember Lowell for. Or it would still be in a job. Peter, see if Peter Lowell would win. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Went and done what he, what he should have done. And look Do you, you think, Mark, maybe Peace Law would have stayed on, Mark, if Celtic done the tender law and if he had a different manager in place? Or was it always kind of coming down the line? See, that's a hard one, Paul, because I've said before, I think maybe we'd have, I thought maybe we'd retire or move to some other role. <coughs> because that's us, we've done the 10 in a row kind of thing, because I said it all along, it was a, it was a kind of noose round our neck, everybody's built up 10 in a row. And then see when that didn't happen, that's why mm-hmm. I cleared the boards. And Dermot Desmond's game is due to done it, he got rid of Will, he got rid of Lennon, Although it took his time, whatever, but he done with, it took him longer a day than the fans wanted, but he done what the fans wanted. Exactly. When 10 in a row went out the window, Peter Lowell's stock must have kind of even weighed there, and Desmond kind of dropped. Exactly. This was a major, major, you dropped the ball here, Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had to deliver 10 in a row. But even like, was it 10 days, Mark, I think? Not even ten days, Mark, because he was, yeah, about nine days, Mark. This first team squad has been with Ange, and already, I've seen a totally different team 
to what I saw last season. Do you know, is that is it due because a younger players are fit or Mark, or is it down to just he's putting a proper system into this first team squad and the players are on but even even Callum McGregor today, Mark, like shouting out instructions to the to, to the team squad where he wants these young players to be when when he's really, like we, we, we said like making Callum McGregor yeah. leaving like mm-hmm. Callum McGregor I mean I don't think Callum because McGregor. like if you have if you have such a, a player and captain who's been at the club for 15 years it's mostly going to be his voice that the players are going to be listening to really in this you know like I know you'll you, you have senior players within the squad Mark but if you're if if you're Scott Brown and you've been and you've won all these trophies with Celtic, Mark, I think it's his voice that a lot of the players would have been listening to as well. Uh, would have been Scott Brown a big, you know, he's a big personality, he's got a big ego, so he would be the main man in the dressing room. So now mm. Scott Brown, maybe Carl McGregor will develop a wee bit of that squad. Yeah, and you would like when we were saying like maybe 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 Carl McGregor might be off. Now. I what. What I saw him today, Mark, I wouldn't actually like him to leave. You know. Oh, I don't think I don't think he will. No, or even even after the, his performances in the Euros and that, I thought. Yeah, exactly. Maybe different get, player. About Celtic, maybe get a transfer fee of kind of Celtic Ghana turned in. So I have to tell McGregor about it, and that would maybe turn his head. But there's not even been any hint yet. Mhm. Uh, that's it for tonight, folks. Of course, we have to wish Italy the best of luck for tomorrow and put our Big noisy... Get a bolognese for dinner. Uh, exactly. Suffer breakfast. So, come on, Natalia. <laughs> uh, for myself, Marcos, the rumour, uh, Paulo, the coco. The Euros are all about bragging rights, showing people pride in your country squad with the help of today's sponsors, Manscaped. You'll definitely be shown pride in your squad. With Manscaped, you can trim your personal pitch without the fear of racking your bollocks. Unlock the confidence and join the movement with our exclusive offer. 20% off free world shipping and insert Celtic Rumours TV at Manscaped.com. Manscaped is changing the way men approach the grooming with their performance package 3.0. This men's bundle includes a lawnmower 3.0 reed racker, performance boxes, brief, travel kit, formations to help you upgrade your grooming game. The lawnmower 3.0 is the John Terry of defence. Because of the charge generation trimmer, features a cotton-edged ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced safe technology. There's a waterproof technology and a LED light so you can groom in the shower or you can groom in the bar at the back. And don't fear of having a terrible clean up afterwards. If you have if you've been held back by nose hairs before, you have the perfect solution for you, the weed racker, the airs and nose trimmer. The trimmer has the same manscaped uh, safe care technology which helps to juice nicks, snacks, tugs in your nose and holes. Seventy nine percent of partners pros admitted they loosed that long nose hair is a major turn off. Imagine if your significant or a half grown some nasty nose hairs. Pretty sure you wouldn't be taking cleaner. 
Don't forget to be. Don't forget this bundle comes with the crop saver, ball deodorant, anti-chafting ball deodorant, moisturizer, crop provider, ball toner, a toner for your testicles that's infused with aloe vera that gives you an extra little tickle. You're going to want to get the ball sacks beauty constant using the ball. Check out the website for some tools, including the clone, the foot duster, the foot deodorant, which is what you need for your your stinky ball bag. Be silky smooth like the Terrans. Don't have a bush like the English fans at the Euros. Come on, Italia. 20% off shipping. Uh, 20% off any part of free shipping with all code Manscaped Clothes, sponsors of Celtic, Rumours TV, where the big boys hang out. Mark, off to you to close the show. Just thanks everybody for joining. I hope you enjoyed it. Enjoy your weekend and come on out of it. Hail, hail. Good night. God bless. Nice. That was a good night. Aye, that was alright, wasn't it? This episode of the Boz and Bogle podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.